This show is brought to you by Built Rewards. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic Guy, remember, so you don't have to. Well, it's after Christmas. It's the 40th anniversary of this. Somehow this feels right. As I've mentioned countless times on this channel, a Christmas story went from that charming secret movie you discovered to a kitsch marketing nightmare overexposed at every turn. Yet, for all its merchandise, musicals, sequels, live shows, and marathons that started more marathons? Who are you people? I have to admit, none of that deters me from still enjoying this flick. But yes, because it has been all over the place for so long, I don't mind talking about it after the Christmas buzz has died down. Is it talked about too much? Probably. But now that people are realizing that and starting to talk about it less, of course, that's when I come in and say, hey, maybe we should talk about more. What a contrarian asshole. With that said, what is it about this film that still makes me enjoy it despite so many factors trying to stop me from enjoying it? Well, let's take a closer look. This is a Christmas story after Christmas, because you brought this on yourself, movie. The film opens in the 40s with a narration from the author of the book this was based on, Gene Shepard, who's both a perfect and imperfect narrator. Don't get me wrong, he has a kind, well-spoken voice, but he also kind of sounds like the schmucker's jelly guy if he was a little drunk and ready to deck you if you say, maybe you shouldn't bring your pistol to parties. Smucker's is naturally good because it's naturally made. In his hand was the knurled stock of as coolly deadly looking a piece of weaponry as ever I had laid eyes on. That's my second amendment right to show your three-year-old how to protect herself from communists. It gives both him and the film a soft edge, but still an edge. Come on, Ralphie, I got your This is Ralphie, played by Peter Billingsley, who obsesses over getting the Red Rider BB gun, despite his mother refusing to get it for him. I want an official Red Rider carbon action two inch range ball air rifle. Shoot your eye out. With what? I don't even know what he asked for. I just heard rifle. Actually, it's one of the things I like about this movie. The kids aren't too Hollywood. I'm all for empowering children, but I feel like a lot of movies make them a little too confident to the point where they don't feel real. Ralphie and his brother Randy can be funny, but they feel like real kids. And I think a lot of it is because they allow them to be vulnerable. When one of them is hurt, they don't just say a quippy line, they legit break down. Whether the film let them be more emotional because it's the 40s or because kids are friggin' emotional, it gives a welcome realism and heart to what's in many respects a light comedy. Mothers know nothing about creeping marauders burrowing through the snow toward the kitchen. Speaking of which, this begins one of many fantasies Ralph has that, yes, are pretty silly, but I feel like do reflect the emotions of what he's going through. It isn't just him imagining himself with the BB gun, it's him showing his mother she was wrong about not letting him get one. All the fantasies are fueled by what he's feeling in the moment, which is something the random fantasies in the spin-offs usually miss. It also gives the actors a chance to go delightfully over the top. I just know those bad guys would be coming for us in the end. <laughs> this whole fantasy is worth it just for that reaction. <laughs> the film also does a good job of really making it feel like it's the 40s. Not only is this a fantasy a kid back then would have, but I still know so many people who swear this movie was produced in the 60s or 70s. It just has that old-timey feel to it. 
And yes, despite taking place in the 40s, it captures a lot of timeless elements around Christmas time, like getting dressed for winter. I can't put my arms down! Put your arms down when you get to school. No, really. How did he get out of that coat when he got to school? He clearly has no friends! Hey, listen, smartass. Ralphie has friends, though, who swear up a storm because, again, this film wants to capture as much realism in a PG movie as possible and not whatever comments Wreck-It Ralph 2's PG rating got. Whew, harsh stuff, Internet. Well, go on, smartass, and do it! One friend dares another to stick his tongue to a pole because he believes it won't stick. No, you fool, don't put it on the one with a tiny hole that has a vacuum in it. No, really, that's how they did this effect. What are you gonna do? I don't know, the bell rang! Yeah. Eh, at least he'll make it far in the corporate world. Adam's stuck in a fire! Yeah, but these deadlines, man. Oh, you're right, man, I'm selfish. They get the kid off the pole, but their troubles don't stop there, as the school bully named Scott Farkas, maybe the best bully name in anything, constantly chases them after class. <laughs> this kid has both the most natural and unnatural evil laugh. It's almost like he's shouting to you his evil laugh in case you forgot it. <laughs> Ralphie has to write a report about what he wants for Christmas, so of course he chooses the Red Rider BB gun. What I want for Christmas is a Red Rider BB gun with a compass and a stock and this thing which tells time. Me and the poet at Obama's inauguration. Those are the only writers we'll be talking about for years. His father has good news too. Apparently he won a prize that'll be delivered to his house later that night. Yeah, yeah, bring it right on in, right here. <laughs> his end up. Hey, it's the guy who directed Baby Geniuses. I'm allowed at least one of those. It's also the guy who directed Black Christmas, so if Ralphie grows up to be this serial killer, that would track. Tell me the guy who committed those killings didn't see this as a child. What is this? Wait, it's, it's, it's a leg. It's an eyesore for people who love to decorate their houses in eyesores. As well as every one-legged person's Halloween costume. This is a lamp! I do legit buy the father loves the lamp not because it's sexy, but because he won it. It could literally be a lamp of Steven Seagal and he would love it just as much. Hey Park, what is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known Dad. It looks like a lamp. That's the director, by the way. And I kind of love the fact he doesn't look like a person who would direct this or any of these movies, but he does look like a guy who would direct Porky's. When Ralph hands in his report, he has the one fantasy I guess you could argue isn't emotionally motivated, but I don't know. I think you can still say he's thinking about showing his mother how wrong she was with the BB gun. A part of me wonders if they had her there looking defeated in an earlier draft, but then again, that would ruin her other daydreaming cameo later. How a YouTuber who makes a movie always thinks their film is going to be accepted. On their way back from getting a tree, they get a flat tire and Ralphie accidentally lets out the F-bomb, without actually letting out the F-bomb. Fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word. Come on, you were made in the 80s! You're allowed at least one in a PG movie! Though there is something funny about parents having to lean over and tell their kids, he means fuck, dear. You know what your son just said. Ready? I love when they tell Randy to step away and he just steps right back in. Don't worry, some people make a very good living saying that word over and over. 
sure many of you listening are renters. It's very easy to feel like you're getting the short end of the stick paying rent month after month and nothing to show for it after years. But I found this company called Built Rewards that changes that. Built lets you earn points on your rent payments and gets you access to exclusive benefits each month. From travel perks with top airlines and hotels to free fitness classes, paying rent has never been so rewarding. You can use bill points towards future rent payments, your next vacation, or use them towards a down payment on a house or condo. The Built MasterCard Points has consistently ranked the highest value point currency by publications such as the Points Guy and Bankrate. I just wish I had the bill card back when I was a renter. Earn points by renting right now when you go to BuiltRewards.com nostalgia. That's B-I-L-T Rewards.com nostalgia. Make sure to use our URL so they know we sent you. BuiltRewards.com nostalgia to start earning points with your rent payments today. Terms apply. Doug plays Spider-Man 2 every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. He gets his mouth washed out with soap and has to tell where he heard that word. Now, I had heard that word at least ten times a day from my old man. Did you, though? I think it was very much the Yosemite Sam Home Alone Joe Pesci variety. He says he heard it from his friend Schwartz, so his mother gives Schwartz's mother a call. Do you know what Ralph just said? He said... No, not that. In the 40s, everything past the D word was the C word. Schwartz's mom doesn't take her son saying that word very well. He heard it from your son! Glad to know Schwartz's mom is a cartoon witch in the evil dead hand! Ralphie has another fantasy, this one I know every kid has, the pity fantasy. The oh won't they be sorry they punish me because... insert stupid reason here. It was so poisoning. This is how an influencer thinks someone's gonna react when they block him on social media. In one scene that I acknowledge is funny, but also acknowledge is entirely pointless. He decodes what he thinks is an important message tied into the Little Orphan Annie show. That's a message from Annie herself. Remember, don't tell anyone. Now, like I said, this is pretty funny and builds up how kids can get really overhyped for something that's probably not worth it. <laughs> kids. But if you were to cut it out, you wouldn't miss a thing. Be sure to, be sure to what? But again, Ralphie's reaction to it just being a commercial does make it really funny. A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. Sorry, I love a family Christmas movie that needs a swear jar. Also gotta love this immature edit. Poop. <laughs> the mother apparently knocks over the lamp by accident, which of course leads to a great reaction from the father. The glue. We're out of glue. Divorce. Of course, he eventually gets over it, unlike Ralphie, who can't get over the fact that he only got a C-plus on his report. C-plus? Oh no, it can't be. Kid, I'd be happy to get a C-plus on anything. I fridge my C-pluses! But to his credit, this grading is pretty whack. There's literally nothing else written on the page. She just doesn't like the toy. Well, you know what? It's for sale. It's in the window. It's legally allowed. This would be like me giving a kid a bad grade because they wrote about Pokemon and I was like, Pokemon's dumb, you're dumb. How would that educate anybody? Though Christ, how did these actresses do so well being such believable authority figures and then such believable hams at the same time? Yoshi!
By the way, is that where this idea started? Things get worse when Scott throws a snowball at Ralphie, causing him to finally crack, breaking his glasses in the scuffle. You I feel like every kid has a blow-up like this too, and it's not like these are really good punches he's throwing, he's just so angry he doesn't even know how to attack. And it ironically works. He's a guy who lives down by the track in Dick Tracy! Raffi's mother comes to help, but sees he's an emotional wreck because he destroyed his glasses. Afraid he's gonna face the consequences from his old man, his mother saves the day with an extra pair. Uh, I slowly began to realize I was not about to be destroyed. I wasn't gonna be like my third brother! I mean two, two, there's only two of us. He realizes he owes his mother big time, so he stops pushing her for the BB gun. But that's when he puts together he can ask Santa at the mall. So they decide to go there after watching the Christmas parade. Hey, back off! Don't make me buy you! Yeah, with what money? Eh, that's fair. They get in line for a Santa, and when the author himself says no cutsies, you kinda gotta listen. And they walk up to one of my favorite Santas of all time. Ho, ho, ho. We've seen plenty of bad Santas over the years. Hell, some literally have that name. But this one's so much fun because he both really doesn't care and cares too much at the same time. And what do you want for Christmas, Billy? A toy truck! Get him off my lap! I love how he both can't wait to be finished and rush his kids off, but then he'll also go crazy hard with the laugh and take too long with kids that probably don't deserve that much time. Then what's your name, little boy? He cracks me up and I've never seen an R Santa like him. He's one of my faves. Okay, get him out of here. When Ralphie freezes up though, he realizes he's missing his opportunity and tries to get his gift across. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Was this toy like the four loco of its day? Did everyone just have a feeling it was gonna be dangerous? Oh shit, I forgot about this kid. I like the wizard of Do I need to say anything else about him? He's gold. Anyway, they wake up on Christmas morning to find their toys under the tree. Some they're ecstatic to have, others not so much. Immediately my feet began to sweat as those two fluffy little bunnies with the blue button eyes stared sappily up at me. With all the tie-ins done over the years, how did the Energizer bunny never nab this? For as iconic as this image is, I actually don't find it that funny. I think the leg lamp for as overexposed as it is, thank you, tip your waitress, is more odd and one of a kind and sticks out more where this just kind of feels like standard family film fare. But again, it's followed by a great scene, that being Ralphie getting the BB gun from his father. Now so many people here always watch the wrong performance. They're like, oh, Ralphie got what he wanted. Yay, a capitalist love story. Shut up, you're supposed to be watching the father. His performance here is phenomenal. Everyone wants so many messages spelled out in their Christmas movies, but just watch him relive his childhood through Ralphie. Watching him open it is the exact same as watching himself open it when he was that age. Care, careful, careful. They run all over. Close it up. Close it up. A lesser performance wouldn't have gotten that across, and honestly, most of the sentimental moments are the mother's. He doesn't get that many. But the character more than makes up for it here. I don't care who overplayed this film is, these are some phenomenal scenes. But I guess you can't say they didn't give us spoilers. He shoots his eye out! Oh my god, I shot my eye out! I would pay hard cash if that's actually what happened. 
It does damage his glasses, though, so that nice scene of the father reliving his second childhood might be turning into a beating soon. Though Ralphie makes up an excuse that an icicle hit him and his mother believes him. What about my glasses? Well, you can wear the old ones with the crack in them until we get you some new ones. Wait, I thought he was concerned about his father earlier. Wait, I thought she already gave him the spare. Wait, there's a lot of things I'm realizing I didn't follow in this. Well, it doesn't matter because the mother left the door open allowing the dogs to ruin Christmas dinner. Off to the scene that probably aged the poorest. Get the whole I'm not gonna act like I don't tug at my collar a little bit when I watch this moment. But there are still some great laughs. First off, the Chinese restaurant clearly being a bowling alley first is hilarious. And apparently this whole scene with the goose was improvised. The father had some clue what was coming and the chef and waiters were all in on it. But the mother and kids weren't. So this is their legit reactions. Smiling at me. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. We then get my favorite scene in the movie, and honestly, maybe my favorite Christmas moment of all time. Honey, come over here, look at this. Ooh, is that beautiful. That's it, nothing else. But isn't it perfect? Do you really need a rom-com telling you the meaning of Christmas, or five subplots for the Grinch, or Okay, admittedly, what I do every year over explaining, hey, I'm a critic, it comes with the territory. Oftentimes, no. All you need is a good, believable couple with good chemistry sharing a believable, loving moment. You've either seen couples like this, or if you're lucky enough, are a couple like this. And the movie captures such a simple yet important moment in a matter of seconds with almost no dialogue. It is so warm, so genuine, so Christmas to me. And that ends with Ralphie sleeping with his gun like a psycho. But I'm sorry, it's perfect. It balances that last part out, it's perfect. Okay, so you might have noticed me throughout this review saying, oh, it does one thing and it also does the opposite at the same time. It isn't just me lazily repeating the same thing. I mean, I guess it's that too, but it's also pointing out why this movie is so great, because it does that a lot, and I think the whole film is kind of that. It reminds me of this Frasier episode where he wants to get his son an educational toy for Christmas. Precocious, he needs to be challenged. Oh, challenge him the other 364 days. One day out of the year, indulge him. Let him be a kid. Exactly. We have enough Christmas movies saying don't be selfish. Here's one that's saying being a little selfish is okay. If anything, it's totally human. We want kids to appreciate what they have, but also what they're receiving. Whether it be a toy gun, experiences with your friends, or just a nice snowy evening. This isn't a movie that has a huge important message. I mean, it has a few little lessons here and there. Stand up for yourself, trust the ones you love, etc. But it just wants to represent Christmas as honestly as possible. Particularly from a kid's point of view. Combining a fair amount of optimism, but also a heavy hint of cynicism. The film is both broad enough to be anyone's Christmas, but also specific enough to just be this one family's. A lot of families have had moments like this, but not with these exact details. But it's all about commercialism and products, and yeah, when you're a kid, that is all it is. And when you're an adult, it's about something else. And you know where that something else is represented? With the adults! Don't get me wrong, I love my Christmas movies that have deep and heavy messages, but I also love the ones that capture both the excitement and silly wonder of being a kid around this time, while allowing you to see it through the point of view of both the kids and the adults, if you're paying attention. 
For as much as I hate how overexposed it's been over the years, the movie is just so good it doesn't hurt my feelings on it whatsoever. So whether you love it, hate it, or just add it to the pile of other Christmas media, it's good knowing that 40 years later, and probably 40 years after that, it's still gonna be talked about. Just hopefully the right amount it's supposed to be talked about. I'm a nostalgia critic, I remember it, so you don't have to. It's Cameo for Charity, and this month we're doing Toys for Tots. So if you want a video of me saying happy birthday, merry Christmas, congrats, or whatever, go ahead and click on the link below and know you'll be giving to a good cause. With that said, I usually do Toys for Tots for December, and part of that is because of this funny story that happened when we were shooting the review of Christmas with the Cranks. I share it every year, and this year is going to be no different. Hey everybody, Doug Walker here doing the charity shout-out, and I have a funny story for you. Uh, when we were shooting this review, we were outside about to shoot a scene with uh, Nostalgia Critic and Santa Christ, and this car pulls up, and they pull right into our parking spot, and we don't recognize the people, and they get out, and we say, can we help you? And they say, uh, Toys for Tots. I drop it off Toys for Tots. No, 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 we're not Toys for Tots. And they're looking at us like, are you sure? And we said, yeah, we're sure. Why would we know where Toys for Tots are? And they said, well, because you got a guy dressed like Santa Claus there. Oh, no. <laughs> Un unrelated, amazing. Totally unrelated. So, bizarrely enough, they were driving around looking for Toys for Tots, and we happened to come outside with a guy dressed as Santa Claus. What are the chances? <laughs> and I took it as a sign. There you go. So, click on the link in the description, get a cameo from me, and be giving to a wonderful organization. Donate to Toys for Tots. Yes, it's a good organization. <laughs> Santa Christ approves.